Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Tuesday, everyone. Well, our topic of study is what every parent should know. And presently, we're talking about how you can raise your kids without raising your blood pressure. To do this, the first thing we saw was that you need to realize that each of your children is different. If you don't understand that, you will tend to get uptight. You'll be trying to change them, to make one like another and comparing them to each other, which is so detrimental. 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 12 says, Don't measure yourself by yourself or compare yourself among yourself. If you do this, you're not wise. And so if you're going to be a wise parent, keep your blood pressure at a low level. You have to realize that your children are different. Now yesterday we talked about the different personality types, and we used the DISC model. Four different personality types. Each has a strength. Each has a weakness. There's no good or bad personality. Each one is just different than the other. Each has pros and cons. When you understand this, it will help to keep your blood pressure down because you'll realize they haven't chosen to be this way. They haven't chosen to act this way. This is just an expression of who they are. And so when one child is willful and stubborn, they haven't chosen to be that way. That is an expression of their personality. And you need to help them to overcome that, to cope with it, how they deal with those feelings. But it's not wrong that they have that inclination over another child, perhaps, who doesn't. See, the next child may be disorganized, or another one is indecisive, and they're too passive, or another one can be a perfectionist and too critical. All of these are different characteristics of varying personalities. And so again, don't be frustrated because you see these traits in your children. Just realize as a parent, it's my job now to adjust how I react to them and how I can bring the best out of them. Each child responds differently. I remember in our own case, this whole area of affection. I have four children, as I told you before, and the first three were very affectionate. I mean, if they ran by, I'd put my arms out and they'd come running into it and I'd hug them and I would kiss them. And I just sort of thought that was the norm until our fourth child came along. And as I mentioned before, she's the original. And so she'd be running towards me and I'd put my hands out to her and she'd run right on by. And I would think to myself, well, why does she do that? But you see, she was just different. I remember when she was 11 or 12 walking down the street with a friend and I drove by and I saw her and I tooted the horn and waved and she looked up and she didn't wave back. And I'd say to her, why didn't you wave at me? She'd say, oh, I don't know. She was just different. All my other children expressed affection more readily by hugs and kisses. Now, that doesn't mean that she didn't like that and she did, but not as much. And I wanted to show her affection, but I didn't quite know how to do it. But one day, I really found out how. 
She had a paper route, and one cold winter day, I happened to be home in the afternoon, and I said to her, hey, I'll help you with your paper route. And she said, great. And so she gave me a bag, and she had a bag, and we were going down the street, and she would yell to me which house to put the paper in and so forth. And so we finished the route, and at the very end, we were walking back towards her house. And all of a sudden, I felt her put out her hand and take mine. You see, she felt valued and loved, not by words or outward affection, but by the fact I would help her to do something. And then she responded in kind. And so this is very important for us to keep in mind. Our children are different. They respond differently. Don't be upset by it. Just try to recognize what it is and adjust yourself accordingly. You see, I believe that every parent loves their children. It's just that every parent doesn't know how to show that love to their child in a way that they understand and receive it. And so this is the first area. Realize that each child is different. Now the second way to raise children without raising your blood pressure is to realize the different areas of development. Children go through different stages of development. Now I'm going to talk about three here. And I've taken them from John Maxwell's book, Breakthrough Parenting. And the first is zero to seven. And this is the age of regulation. And then the second stage is eight through 12. And this is the age of imitation. And then age 13 and up is the age of inspiration. And as you understand this, you can progressively change how you relate to your children in order to bring the best out of them. So let's look at each of these. The age zero to seven is the age of regulation and their greatest need then is care and instruction. Just simply caring, holding, loving, cuddling is very, very important to let your children know that they are valued and you approve of them. You know, years ago, the famous baby book written by Dr. Spock said that um, you should let your child cry. When they're crying, don't always be quick to go and pick them up. Let them cry a little bit. And later on, he amended that and said he was wrong because the more studies that are done show that children need to be cared for. They need to be held. They need the physical presence of their mother or their father at this stage of development. You know, in other cultures, this is just so much more done than in our Western culture. I spent a few months in India and I saw the mothers wrapping their child in their sari and that child was just held against their breast all the time as they went about their activities. They could constantly feel and hear the heartbeat of the mother. And even in our American Indian culture, uh, there's the papoose where again that baby is just held constantly next to the mother as she goes about her work. And so realize there is value in that. Take time to hold your infant and young children in your arms. It is needed for the well-being of their development. And so they need care, but then also they need instruction, especially as they get older. Now, they move into this area of the terrible twos. Now, why are they so terrible? Because the child at that age begins to understand instruction and to understand that sometimes they don't want to keep that instruction. They learn how to say no. They learn how to say no loudly and defiantly. 
And if you're going to keep your blood pressure down, you need to realize this is a stage they're going through. And it's a necessary stage for them to go through. Now, and depending upon their personality, it may be expressed greater in some children than in others. But they all go through this stage. Now, how do you cope? Just realize it's a stage. And they're going to come out of it after four or five years. You know, the terrible twos seem to last more than just a year. It lasts for a while. But you know what? They do come out of it. And so realize the children at this time are learning to cope in their environment, to cope with limitations, and they're going to test them. And so you need to understand that they have limits to their ability to obey at this time. I remember when our first child was young, coming home one day and my wife saying to me, you know, Ben just won't stay in his crib. I have told him to stay in the crib. I have spanked him and he just won't stay in his crib. He's just constantly climbing out. Now, if you remember from previous days, Ben has a personality of adventure and risk and learning on his own. And this came out even as a young toddler. And you know what? You could frustrate yourself by saying, I am just going to force him to stay in that crib. But that's going to be so frustrating. You need to adjust the limits that you put on a child in regards to their ability to obey. I mean, sometimes we expect too much of a child. It's like sitting a toddler at a table with a chocolate bar on it, and you tell him, don't touch that chocolate bar, and you walk away. Well, I tell you, most of them are going to reach out and take it. They may know that it's wrong, that they shouldn't do it, but they're going to do it anyway. And so what you have to do is to adjust their environment that they're not exposed to things beyond their ability to obey. And you don't have an expectation that they can keep an instruction that is beyond them because of the level of their development. And so we need to set boundaries, but they need to be appropriate boundaries. Now the second stage of development is ages 8 to 12, and this is the age of imitation. And their greatest need is demonstration and example. This is why peer pressure is so strong at this age level. They do what they see. They pick up on words. They pick up on actions and attitudes around them. This is why it's so important for children to be exposed to an extended family, that they're not just influenced by their peers, but they have adult examples in their life of how to speak and how to behave. If you put a group of eight-year-old boys together and all they have is the example of each other, I mean, it's not going to be a very pretty sight. I heard one person say, it's almost impossible to like an eight-year-old boy. Now, that's a little strong, but it makes a point. They're so mischievous. They're just getting into something all the time. My dad used to say, you can spank an eight-year-old at any time because they're either just getting into trouble or they're just getting out. That's just the nature and the stage that they're going through. And the best thing that you can do at this time is to be a role model and to provide role models for them. That's why it's so important for them to be part of a church be part of pioneer clubs, be part of a youth group where the influence upon their life is positive and where they're learning scriptural principles that will help them to cope with life and be successful. You really need to monitor what they're watching on television, 
what they're involved with on the internet. I mean, these are things that you need to be very much vigilant about and to keep your child within the limits because they are so impressionable at this age. If they're constantly watching programs where the young people are giving smart, alecky remarks to their parents, they're going to do the same. And so we need to take up this responsibility as parents to, to set the boundaries of the environment that our children are being raised in. It's not an easy task, but God will help us as we look to Him. That's all the time we have for today, but we will continue tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.